Welcome to Believe with Becky. This is the podcast where we practice the skill of confidence, celebrate individual strengths, and believe in your limitless potential for growth. I'm your host, Becky Smith. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today I have a special guest. Her name is Emily Gincho, and she has been my friend for quite a while, pretty much almost as long as you've lived here in Verado, right? And Emily um, has reached out to me because she's one of my fellow listeners, loyal listeners to the podcast, which makes me feel good. And she says that she's at a point in her life when she is trying to find the next version of herself in the evolution and the development of who she is. She is reassessing and trying to figure out who that is. And in listening to the podcast, she has identified with some different things of her personality and wanted to find more out about those things. And I thought it was a really good reason to have her on because I have this audience out there that I can't see that I'm just imagining. And um, Emily is one of the ones I'm imagining who I'm talking to. And so it's nice to have the other end of the microphone come on and just let me know like how things are being perceived and then how, how she's applying it or how maybe questions you have about it or learning a little more about it. So Emily, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. I am a mother of four and I'm 41 years old. And I did listen to a few of the podcasts that you put put on, and I did um, relate to a few of them. Um, I found out how I was a rebel in some situation and how I was um, more of a upholder in other situations. But I think that we both agree that I am an obliger um, as a general package um, that I come. Um, I do want to find out who I am because in order to be a mother of those four, I need to understand who this mother is alone as a, as an individual before the kids. Mm -hmm. So that then I can really, um, evolve and grow into the person that my kids really need. Yeah. And the person that you want to become, right. the person that you want to be, because as much as it feels like the kids are going to be around forever, <laughs> they're not. I mean, my youngest is 11 now and it's going by so fast. And I can see that in just a few short years, it's just going to be me and my husband, but me with my, with me a right. lot. And yeah. so I need to be in a place where I like me. Yeah. And I like that person that I am. And I think that if we discover who we really are, then then really we're going to stick around to ourselves for the rest of eternity. And so it kind of makes sense to trying and wanting to find out who we are so that we don't have this big surprise of 
of, wait, I didn't learn that lesson. I should have gone there. I should have done that. And I want to be able to find out those things now so that I can enjoy my life right now and, and enjoy myself. Yeah. And I mean, isn't that why we're on this earth is the process of development, of growing and of becoming, Mm -hmm. and it's actually eternal. It doesn't stop. I believe when I die, it, it just keeps going on. And so I feel like that I always had this perception that there was, you know, childhood development. I even, I majored in psychology in school and took several classes on childhood development, but there wasn't one single one on adult development. Mm -hmm. And now there are in colleges. Yeah. There's stages of adult development and they talk about that. Yeah. And it's kind of the movement that's going on right now. And my biggest emphasis, obviously, with the name of my podcast being Believe with Becky, is believing in yourself, having confidence in yourself, Mm -hmm. and just getting back to what you were saying, the bare bones of, do I even like myself? Yeah. And like what you were saying, life is moving on no matter what you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a few years, you're saying, maybe you'll become a grandma. And so now no longer it's just Becky or Becky as a wife or Becky as a wife and mother. It's going to be Becky as a wife, mother and grandmother. It's always a stretch. It's always a learning. There's always Mm -hmm. something new that's thrown it our way. Yeah. And so if we get good at evolving to the next Mm -hmm. version of ourselves, then life is that much Better. And we talked, we don't like that oh, word. Yes. <laughs> that word better because it implies that we, there was something wrong with us before, mm-hmm. but maybe we just need to change how we right. think about that word. But I do want to address that, that just because we're growing and evolving doesn't mean there was anything wrong with the way we were before. Um, just like you have to learn one plus one before you can understand calculus or algebra or even to times tables. Mm-hmm. You need to know the basics. And same thing with your personal development. Yeah. So we're not here to look back and be like, oh, I was so bad before and now I'm this. No, we needed that part. And that's something that I've had to work on. I still have stories in my head that I think, oh. I don't want to look at that. Remember what I was like? (laughs) (laughs) Call them stepping stools. There you go. They're just, they help you get here. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So you talked about that um, we've kind of decided that you're an obliger, which I need to go back and remind people about that because it's been a while since I've done those episodes. So that's referring to the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin and she, it's just a little framework or a little slice of your personality. And what it is, is it's about how you meet expectations, whether it be an external expectation, like a deadline at work or an internal expectation, like I want to drink more water in a day, or I want to read a book. Okay. Personal goals. So it's how you meet those expectations. And just a quick recap An obliger is someone who has an easier time meeting external expectations. So um, a deadline at work or someone asks you to do something or, um, you know, just something outside of yourself. But inner expectations, personal goals are harder. 
for a, an obliger to meet. Um, doesn't mean they can't meet them. It just, they just struggle. And then you lean towards upholder, which upholder is someone who can meet external expectations like that deadline and can meet internal expectations like a personal goal. Now, that sounds like the best one to be, right? Because you can do both. But every single tendency has a good side and a bad side, has ups and downs. And But so you lean towards that a little bit. There are times and moments when upholder is very evident in you. Okay. And then the other two um, was rebel. Uh, Rebel has a hard time meeting either outside expectations or inside expectations. (laughs) So that one can seem like a hard one to have, but there's so many amazing, wonderful rebels out there. Mm -hmm. But because they have that, they're driven by what they want. Um. Which is kind of like what I'm looking for. Yeah. To be okay with what I want and not be so worried about what other people want. Yeah, which is funny because obligers are attracted to rebels a lot because they see that in them. It's the strength of their Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the last one was questioner, Mm -hmm. which you were like, when any any questioner came up on a quiz, you're just like, nope, nope. (laughs) No, but I did have one, didn't I? Did you have one? Too, yeah, uh, I think you – oh, you had a couple yeah. of them. But questioners are people who – they only meet inner expectations. So they make every expectation an inner expectation because it has to make sense to them. They can do anything. They can they can meet you for work or they can meet a deadline, but it has to make sense to them. I'll meet that deadline because I want to get paid. Yes. You know? Yes. So every expectation is an inner expectation. So internalize it. Yeah. So that's just a, a rundown of that really quickly. And so we see that you're a obliger with upholder tendencies. Now, what knowing that does that? What does that do for you? Does that help in any way, or make you more aware, or what? What does that do? I don't know. I think it kind of makes me aware of. Um, again, what my tendencies are, but also uh, it makes me think about in the situation that I'm in, for example, um, it makes me think about, okay, how am I reacting to this thing Mm. that's happening or how am I tackling this task? Yeah. And it's kind of neat to know that that there are these tendencies and I can, you know, um, revisit them and see which way do I want to tackle this problem? Yeah. How do I want to react to this set of circumstances? I like that. And know that with obliger, because mo- that's the biggest tendency, by the way, obliger. Mm-hmm. But I love Gretchen Rubin always says it's actually the best one. <laughs> you know why? Because it's the easiest fix. Because if there's something you want to accomplish, you just need to put external accountability out mm-hmm. there. And then, and then we can do it. Yeah. But where you have an upholder tendency too, you can, um, you know, tap into that sometimes. Right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. And we're the rock. Yes. The Obligers are rocks <laughs> of the world because they're very responsible. People can count on them, like all those kinds of things. So you'd think that I'm confident because I know that, but now you need to dig into me. Yeah. So then we go back to confidence, which was really 
the underlying reason for wanting to come here and what you're trying to understand about yourself and, or what you're trying to build Mm -hmm. in yourself. It's confidence. Now, my definition of confidence is being willing to accept all parts of you. The good parts and what you consider to be bad parts, Mm -hmm. which is debatable, but with everyone, right? Right. But whatever you consider to be good, whatever you consider to be bad, accepting all of them as part of you. Because think about it. With your children, with your husband, are they just all good? Like Mm -hmm. they're just (laughs) – they're just – you know, they're all in the – the column where it's the pros and there's no cons. Well, we're in Christmas season, so they're all in the nice <laughs> list right now. No naughty. But no, of course, nobody's perfect, right? So, But, we, yeah, but strange how you love all of them, yes, though, right? Yes, yes, of course. And I do know that there is a Father in Heaven that loves me no matter what my actions, talents, strengths, weaknesses he doesn't like my mistakes, but he still loves me. Yeah. And I am the one making making those mistakes, but he still loves me the same. My my values are still the same, but I need to believe that. And so that's why I'm here with believe with Becky. Okay. So that's a good point and a good transition. That's what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. You want to believe that you are good and whole and valuable. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Yes. Okay. And do you want to know why I want why? to believe that? Because I know that he does, and I'm an mm. obliger. <laughs> there you go. There go. <laughs> the circle's been made. But you know what? There, my other really good friend who came on and did the obliger mm-hmm. episode with me, she said that she does use God as her accountability partner. Yeah, he's always there. He's always yeah. watching you. So why not? He's the yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs> so if that works for you, yeah, you might. That's really good. Yeah. But okay, so when you think that thought that I'm whole and valuable, just the way I am, flaws and all. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Tell me, tell me what, what comes up for you. Tell me a thought that comes up for you when I say that, because I I saw you just kind of gristle. You're just like, yes, it was all flowy and dandy up until (laughs) you said flaws and all. I still need to learn to love my flaws and to accept, not love, but accept my flaws. They're there. They're there for a reason. Um, Give me one thought. One thought. One flaw or anything that that bothers you, a thought that bothers you about yourself that you'd be willing to share. The inability to keep a thought straight. Okay. And when you think that, Mm -hmm. that I do not have an ability to keep a thought straight, Mm -hmm. how does it make you feel? Um, Very sad. (laughs) I gave foggy. Yeah, I gave Emily a list (laughs) of emotions because often when I ask people to tell me how it makes them feel, they give me a thought Mm -hmm. like, "Well, I feel like I wasn't supposed to do that," or "That's not a thought, a feeling. That's a thought." So I gave her a list of different emotions. So when you think the thought, I do not have the ability to hold on to a thought. How does it make you feel? Uncomfortable. 
makes you feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. okay? Now, first of all, when are you having that thought that I don't have the ability to hold a thought? When, when, I'm when trying, does that show up? When I'm trying to communicate with someone. Can you think of a specific instance where you were talking with someone and that happened? Um, generally speaking is with Craig, obviously I'm talking with Your him husband. a lot. My husband, okay. yes. Um, but even with you, sometimes I am trying to express myself and a thought comes in my mind and before I'm able to actually put it out in words, it's gone and I am another baffled <laughs> <laughs> and I'm completed a loss and I'm already thinking ahead oh she's not gonna want to be around me because I'm not interesting I'm 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 a boring person I don't have anything to contribute uh, okay. to in a conversation so. so what would you say you do in that moment when you have the thought and you feel uncomfortable what do you do what's the action you take do you start um mumbling okay <laughs> and then I get nervous and all of a sudden I'm hoping for somebody to come in and and feeling the um, the space of silence that I created by my lost thoughts. Okay. And then the result of that is that you can't really hold on to a thought, right? Yeah. yeah. Because now other people's thoughts are filling the conversation and I'm just tapping into their thoughts. Other people's perceived thoughts or, or just, maybe just, more people are coming in on the conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's so interesting here that your thought of I can't hold on to a thought causes a feeling mm -hmm. of uncomfortableness, which creates a reaction, which is you say you mumble or you get nervous or, and then you can't hold on to a thought, right? Because you're nervous, you're mumbling, you're, and so What's interesting about this and what I love about coaching is this is a way to show people what's going on in their brain because you could easily look back at that situation and think the problem is the circumstance. Mm -hmm. Well, it was the way Becky was talking to me or it was the way she was asking questions or maybe there were kids running around. Or yeah. Or, I'm old. I'm like, yeah. brain is going berserk. You could easily think, well, that circumstance being in that circumstance mm -hmm. caused me to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But what or really to lose my thought or to lose your thought. Mm -hmm. What really caused you to lose your thought? My thought. Right. <laughs> Isn't it kind of crazy? It is. It was your thought. Yep. That I can't hang on to a thought. So how do you think being aware that that thought's going on in your head could be helpful to you? I need to play the different tune in my mind saying I can hold on a thought. Yeah. And maybe start by holding on to smaller bits and pieces of a thought and trying to get them out mm -hmm. before I lose it. <laughs> and that is one way to go. You can jump on the opposite spectrum of just mm -hmm. saying, well, I can hold a thought, but here's some other things we can do. Mm -hmm. We can question it and say, well, why is it even a problem? 
because why is it even a problem if you can't hold that thought express myself or communicate that's not a problem (laughs) so so what well there is this social aspect of our (laughs) lives that kind of would like to interact with people and um but Otherwise, keep going. Follow it out. Island, desolate. Oh, really? Is that really going to happen? <laughs> that's where your brain wants to take you, you right? You do want to go on <laughs> But that's exactly where our brains want to take us. Mm-hmm. It wants to say, oh, if we don't get the social situation right, I'm going to die. Like mm-hmm. that movie, The Croods. Where it's like, have you ever seen that uh-uh. movie? No. <laughs> the father's telling, like they're cavemen, right? Uh-huh. So the father's telling this like nice story. And then he always ends it with, um, a bloody handprint on the wall, and he says, and then they died <laughs> because he's trying to tell them not to go out of the cave. Got it. Because they could get killed by a tiger. And did you know your brain is the exact same way? It thinks that if you put yourself out there in that social situation, that you might die. Yes. And so it offers you that thought to pr- try to protect you. Yep. Okay. And so you can. Yeah, we always want to like quickly jump to an, oh, I'll just change the thought, right? And then I'm going to feel better. It's actually not always the best thing mm-hmm. because our brain isn't necessarily ready to jump to that thought. Sometimes yeah. we need to sit in this thought and just be like, hmm, isn't that interesting that my brain thinks I'm going to die <laughs> if I don't get this conversation right? That is interesting. Like, isn't that interesting? And just get really curious about it. Be a little questioner. Yeah, be a questioner. (laughs) I wonder why that is. Because you know what? Your brain has a good reason for it. Mm -hmm. Brain is not stupid. (laughs) No. It knows what it's doing. Brain is capable of lots of stuff. It's capable of lots of stuff. So that's one way to take it. And another thing you can ask yourself is, what if I'm wrong about all of this? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm actually good at keeping a thought? What if I'm actually really? (laughs) What if, right? Because have you ever considered that? No, of course not. Right. Why would I consider that? I've beaten myself to death saying that I'm really bad at keeping a thought straight in my mind. Um, I want to compare or not compare, um, add to that what you were telling me the other day about how feelings and emotions only last 90 seconds. Yes. That has helped me. Okay. Um, with my thoughts. Yeah. Um, because I know that that's a fact. And so I actually pause, wait the 90 seconds, let the emotion go through me. And then I start thinking about, okay, how do I really feel? How is this affecting me right now? And then I, I let my thoughts, you know, take over the situation and get in control again. Ooh. So I love that. I well thank you. That's you did advanced. that. <laughs> you totally did that. Because you gave yourself a little space. Mm-hmm. Kind of put myself in timeout. Okay. Your body is having this chemical reaction right now. Yeah. And it needs to do that because that's your body, your natural instincts, mm-hmm. that's it. But okay, after that's done, now regroup yourself and what was going on? And then if I go back into another 90 seconds of another emotion that takes over, then okay, whatever. But if not, then I am able to see, a, look at the situation in another way and maybe to come out 
That Victorious. is so great. Can I just give you a great big Yay. clap? <laughs> Thank you. Give it to yourself. Well, you did the work. You have to do yes. the work. Thank you. And right. that's that's called interrupting the thought. Oh. Or like you, we talked about before, a super highway that you create with yes. the thought in your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, you just put a roadblock up. Mm-hmm. And was like, oh, we're going to put a roadblock here. Do it on and we're going to divert. <laughs> yeah. We're going to divert it a little bit. Yeah. And we're going to try to... So that is huge, Emily, and that's actually the first step of any of you out there listening of examining your thoughts is being aware, just being aware. And another question that I just love is, how do I want to feel? Mm -hmm. So if we went back to this um, thought here, you don't want to feel uncomfortable. No. How do you want to feel? You can look at your emotions. I want to feel confident. Okay. <laughs> feel confident. And Emily, where does confidence come from? From See? you. <laughs> no. no, come on. From you're right. Within. From your own. From my own brain. From your from thoughts. thoughts. Yes. And right? my brain is capable of great thoughts. Yes. So um, confidence is a feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's fleeting too. Oh, wait, no, no, I don't like that. No 90 <laughs> second confidence. It is. And that's one thing I didn't understand before as I was like, well, I have a podcast on confidence. I study confidence. I practice confidence. Why am I not confident all the time? Yeah, you are. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm not. It's a feeling. And we're not meant to have any feeling all the time. And that is okay. Now you're kind of messing with me. Yeah. No, it's okay that you don't feel confident all the time. Okay. Well, yeah. In a way, yeah. You mean opposites, not things interrupted. Yeah, yeah. The 50-50. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's another, that's a huge role. And there's a lot to learn. a million podcasts. (laughs) I hope we're not going too fast for the people out there. Wow, we've almost talked for half an hour. So, Um, And this is so great. (laughs) But so let's get back to this here. So you wanted to feel confidence or confident. Mm -hmm. So what thought there, if we were just going to be able to plug a thought in, what would a thought that be that would make you feel confident in that situation? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Let's, thoughts are like clothes. We try them on Mm -hmm. because a thought that works great for me, you might be like, eh, that's ugly. I don't like that color. I don't like <laughs> That's not my size. That's not my yeah. style, right? Yeah. And it can be the exact same thought, but it just doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times with clients, I like them to really try to come up with their own thought, but I can offer some thoughts. Um, so one of them could be possibly is – this conversation will be exactly what it's supposed to be. Okay. Okay. You're like, mm, I kind of, I don't know if I like the color of that. But what do you think um, about that thought? Yeah, it's a little off. A little shade. off. We're not there yet. Yeah. We're not there yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about, so I think we've talked in the past about bridging thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where there's a thought, you know, you want to get to, which mm-hmm. you kind of said in the beginning here, the thought you'd like to get to was, 
I can hold a thought. I can hold my own in a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. I can express what I want to express. Mm -hmm. Is that it? I wish I could express <laughs> Yeah. Is that um, what you want to believe about yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So just for, for curiosity, we're going to plug that in, okay? Yes. So you're having a conversation with me or Craig or anyone, mm -hmm. and you're thinking the thought, I can express whatever I want to express. Mm -hmm. How does it make you feel? Silly. Silly? Because yes. you don't believe it. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because we know you're not there yet. Right. How about this? It's possible that I can express every what I want to express or how I feel. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Feels a little better? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So what about this thought, Emily? Um, this is the way I get better. Yes. That's, so, that's the way, because we said the better is not a great word. Yeah, but. Um, we developed it into this is how I learn and this yes. is how I practice. This is how I evolve into the version of Emily 2.0. Yeah. You know, so. so this um, having a hard time coming up with the thought or what you think is not clear is the way you get to having clear thoughts. Yes. Because you have to practice it. You have to do it. Right. Yes. Just like playing the piano. I have to practice a lot. And eventually the notes that I'm playing wrong will turn into the right notes and the melody won't be broken. But the music still goes on. Yeah. And the conversations do go on. And it's okay if the message is not clear because the notes and all that. Yeah. <laughs> So it's back to, it's okay, and this is how I learn. Yes. And this is how we get to where we want to be. That's right. Completely right. <laughs> Emily, if we plug this thought back into the pattern that's going on with you and see how that thought feels, okay? Because remember, our thoughts create our feelings. Yes. So we have the same circumstance, which is you're talking to someone, doesn't matter who it is, mm -hmm. and the thought you're having is the new thought. I am learning to um, keep my thoughts straight and to reproduce them into words and to contribute into a conversation. And that makes me feel empowered and hopeful, and it... Um, actually makes me practice as I'm practicing more then I may fail again or may you know play the wrong note or I may be successful and as I'm letting those 90 seconds go of whatever feeling I'm having whether it's a positive or negative then I can continue it doesn't have to be in two separate occasions either because I think that Sometimes I feel like, oh, I failed this time. Um, next week, I'm going to be better. It, it, it can be in the same conversation. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have yeah, to be. Yeah, it can be. On specific time allotted spots, you know. Yeah. And then your result or what you get out of, you know, that new pattern or that new way of thinking is that you're you're comfortable with yourself, right? Yes. yes. You have confidence. You are okay 
messing up. Mm -hmm. Because you know it's just part of the process and it's not mean or scary and you're not going to (laughs) die like your brain thinks you are. Yes. Self-defense. Yeah. 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 It's all part of life. And if we didn't have the bad moments, we wouldn't enjoy the good moments. So, yeah. Looking forward for those 90 good seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I'm so glad you were willing to be vulnerable because it takes somebody willing to put themselves out there, which is another thing you can pat yourself on the back with today. Um, to put yourself out there and let other people see into your brain and how you're thinking and feeling, and maybe they can apply it to themselves. Maybe they're sitting at home and going, well, how does, how does that apply to me? Or what even is life coaching? People get life coaching and health coaching messed up. And they, a lot of times think like I do with stuff. Oh, I, I can figure that out. I don't, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need to talk to somebody, but everybody could use a life coach. Everybody could be able to see the patterns going on in their brain and take a step back and decide if they're useful mm-hmm. and decide if that's how they really want to feel. Right. Even if they just want to give it a try. Yeah. Because I didn't know what it was until I came to you and you kind of went through all the steps of this pattern and... It makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, maybe I am a questioner in this sense because <laughs> it makes sense. And so I'm glad that I'm applying it now. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. Okay. You're welcome. I just want to add an interesting note onto this episode about Emily that I didn't bring up in our conversation, but is very important to know Um, that kind of highlights also how our brain works. Now, when Emily is being hard on herself about having a hard time getting thoughts out, she didn't mention that she speaks three languages. And so when those thoughts are coming out of her mouth, they're filtering through all these different languages. And I only speak one language, and I think it's hard to get thoughts out sometime. And so I find it interesting that her brain doesn't even give her credit that she knows three languages and doesn't, um, like I said, give give her kudos, give her credit for that. She should, in my opinion be patting herself on the back for the accomplishment of knowing all those languages. But instead, her brain wants to pick out the fault that it sees. Because as I've said in the past, the brain is always looking. It's like a little detector looking for something wrong. Like beep, 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 till it finds it. And in this case, what it thinks is wrong is... um a hesitation of thought or a thought getting interrupted instead of focusing on the fact that she knows three different languages. And so I just, I wanted to point that out. And so maybe there's something with you in your life that you're actually doing exceptionally well, um, but your brain is finding that one little tiny thing wrong with with you or with what it perceives to be wrong with you. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you've heard, please tell a friend and take a moment to rate and review on iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe 
so you don't miss a new episode coming out every Friday. Also, nominate yourself or a friend to be on the podcast. You can find me at Instagram, Believe with Becky Podcast. You can send me a DM. Also, coming soon, my website, believewithbecky.com. I hope you have a beautiful week and I will talk to you next time. Bye for now.